Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Mariah Report. I'm Martin Burgess. And I'm Dan Enriquez. And this is your glitter part three. Yes. Serving of glitter. Yes. Your third <laughs> serving of glitter. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to be the one where we dive into the uh, the actual soundtrack yeah. to the movie. Yeah. And we're going to talk the music and all of that. Um, but just to catch you up, this is part three. We sort of ha- are going in chronological order. So you've heard like episode number one, hopefully, mm-hmm. where... Um, we sort of gave the backstory or like, what is it? The the uh, concept? The concept, the original concept. Yeah. And you see where it all really began. Yeah. And then uh, episode two was the, basically the, the lead single came out, Loverboy. Mm-hmm. Which also, in- drama ensued. Yes, everything <laughs> sort of came crashing down around that. So we covered all of that. Yeah. So if you're like new to the Mariah thing or like following her career... That's kind of like how we were experiencing it in real time for years since like nine, the moment Rainbow came out, she was talking about this movie she was working on. Yeah. Or act, even prior to Rainbow. Prior to that. Like even like Taking acting classes. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So. Because that's when you're like, oh, what are you doing? What are you working on? Like mm-hmm. you're curious as to what she's doing so far. She, now she's talking about it more and she's talking about finishing it up and going places and like. And we like, we know about this, this huge excitement. There's yeah. like this anticipation, right? And you know whether it was uh, Mariah's personal life sort of like getting in the way, or mm-hmm. whether it was um, uh, attacks on the United States getting yeah. in the way. There was a lot of things getting in the way of you know this album coming this out, album, and and even the movie production itself. There were so many yeah. changes with directors and writers and all of these things. So there was a lot going on in this whole era. So we're sort of covering it chronologically for you guys. Yeah, but that was the experience. You know, one week Mariah's having... Her single comes out. It's not doing well. She ends up in the hospital. So finally, here comes the soundtrack release. And then, pow. Boom. The world literally changes. Literally. That day. That day. That moment. So in America, it was the glitter soundtrack was scheduled to come out i believe on august 21st mm-hmm. and the movie would follow right behind on august 31st mm-hmm. which is a holiday weekend mm-hmm. and to release a movie on a holiday weekend like the studio and and the you know big people up like they have a lot of confidence in it like yeah. you don't release just like any bs movie right uh, on a holiday weekend right but whatever 
Uh, it is what it is. But when, after everything that happened, Mariah in the hospital and all these things going on, hmm. they changed everything. So hmm. in America now, the album is coming out on September 11th mm-hmm. and the movie will follow on September 21st. Mm-hmm. And that is how it went down. Yeah. So we, as we all know, September 11th was a tragedy. Right. But it also... You know, it wasn't just it wasn't a fun time to be like celebrating a new album coming out, right? Or you know, to be doing anything, yeah. You know, running out to the store to buy the album, or even two weeks later, running out to go see the movie. Yeah, it's like everybody is still in this sense of mourning. Yeah, and shock and shock. shocking that that even and, happened. And you know, fear of like what is coming. Like because yeah. literally, it was a change. Yeah. of energy. Yeah, around the world, around the world, mm. and. You know, to have to continue to do your job and like put on a smiley face mm-hmm. um, and because you're contractually obligated to still promote this movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to go through. Yeah. So even with the release of the soundtrack and the movie um, following like a week or two later, it's a lot, girl. Well, here's Mariah trying to sell this album. And then the questions from people are, oh, how was the nervous breakdown? What do you think about September 11? Uh, right. Here's there's, my cute CD. Right. There's, there's, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no way you can really yeah. do that. You can't sit and have a conversation about, you know, 80s inspired, mm-hmm. you know, soundtrack. Pop music. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh-huh. you just can't. It was um, tough. But they did what they could. And, yeah. you know, Mariah was, um, you know, getting better. Yeah. Um, you know, with her, you know, mental health and everything. So she was she was getting ready to, to do all of this. And then this happens. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lance. I'm just, I was just sitting here watching the news. And it's really depressing and sad. And I just wanted to, like, send out my best wishes to everybody out there who's mourning and who's dealing with this situation, which we're all really dealing with it, but I wanted to say to you, my fans, that I love you, and, um, you know, we're all going to get through this time period, and I miss calling out the movie message for you, and I'll be doing that more and more and more, again, getting back to normal for me, so um, I appreciate you much, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So the morning of September 11th, mm-hmm. I think everybody remembers where they were. It was like, well. It was nighttime for me when it happened. Oh right. Uh, so what time at night would that be? I think it started going down about ten p.m. Okay. All right. That would make sense because I think here it was about nine a.m. Yeah. Like just after nine a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So here, so here's what my little gay baby gay ass was doing. Mm. I didn't know nothing about what was going on mm-hmm. because I. Uh, being the obsessed lamb that I am, mm. again, these are days before things leaked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there, like I didn't have the internet to like be, you know, deep diving into, um, you know, finding a leak for glitter. Like, and yeah. uh, and Mariah had glitter like on lockdown so hard because of the Loverboy the situation Loverboy. Yeah. and all of those things. So this album didn't leak. Mm-hmm. This was way before those things happened. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't wait. Yeah. So I went out because some certain stores will uh, put out new releases at midnight. Yes. So I'm out there at midnight hunting for any Target store or Tower Records. <laughs> any 24-hour yes. CD store. Y- yes, for real. <laughs> 
they would do that. Um, and so I'm looking, I'm looking all the way. I'm going, driving through all the damn neighborhoods uh-huh. of Chicago. And, yes. Well, I I was in like this. I was on the south side. I didn't go all the way downtown. I probably would have been better off, but uh. for some odd reason, I didn't. I can't remember why. Mm. So I decided that nothing was selling it or nothing was open. So mm. I was like, well, damn. Now I'm really pissed. So I'm just going to stay up all night mm. and I'm going to <laughs> camp outside the mall front door of the mall <laughs> so that I can be the first one in there when they open at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So that is what I did. Uh-huh. And the doors open. By the time I get down to like the actual store, yeah. it's about, you know, you know, 10, 8, 15 Chicago yeah. time, which is nine o'clock New York time. So right. it had all just happened. Mm. And I didn't know because I'm running down. You're at the mall. I'm at the mall running down the hallway <laughs> trying to find Sam Goody. Uh-huh. You know Trying to I mean? get you glitter seating. Yes. Yeah. My gay ass. Yeah. So I go and I get I go to the <laughs> store. I'm the first one there. I go, I pick it up, and I'm at the cash register, and the lady is um, saying something to me like, oh my God, did you hear about the attacks? Like, wh- did, what's going on? And <laughs> I like, was what? like, what? Give me my CD, yeah, girl. For- Take it out of that thing, you know, because they have all the security things. Yeah, yeah. Like, girl, hurry. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't yeah. have time. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, I sort of like run out and I go get in my car and I, I think I only bought the CD because I was like, I'm not, I'm CDs, like they're so futuristic. I'm not getting a cassette tape. Right. So I think I just got the CD. So I had to wait to get home to like listen oh. to it because I didn't have one in my car. In the car. Yeah. No girl. No. Uh-huh. So I find Did they even have a cassette out of Glitter? I think, yeah, they did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Those, the, the days still were still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, cause Charm Bracelet was definitely out in cassette. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was Emancipation of Mimi? No. Was that? I can't remember. Probably in Japan. Probably somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, so I get home and, um, I'm like, I see on the TV all this stuff going down. And mm. I was like, what is going on? Mm. I don't have time for any of this. And I got to go to my CD player and press play right now. So I literally, <laughs> it was probably three or four in the afternoon until yeah. I really realized what happened because I had glitter on a loop. You on a glitter land. Yeah. On a loop. Yes. And then when I really turn and see like what happened, because I didn't know, I thought mm. it was just like, is this a movie? Like, right. what are they doing? Yeah. Like, what is this? It's crazy. So I see it on the TV, but it doesn't. I'm so in lamb mode mm-hmm. that I I don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. But then, like, once it all sort of hits me, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to Glitter, and I'm realizing what's happening. And then, you know, when you open up the CD and that first picture of Mariah you see is yeah. her in the I Love New York shirt. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Like, what? It's a sign. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's like, oh, you know. Like, I heart NY. I heart NYC. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, uh-huh. what? What are the chances? What are the odds? What does this mean? Yeah. So, like, that was my whole morning and remembering of it. I remember running my ass to the store and running my ass home and paying no attention to anything else. Oh. No attention. Well, see, we in Australia got the CD early. Oh, oh, like yes. a week yeah, yeah, yeah. or two before September 11th. I think two weeks before it came out here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So y'all were sitting on that. But, so at the time I was working at the record store at the International Airport. uh Uh-huh. But it was my day off. Thank goodness. And so this is, um, so our record store was called Fish Records. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why. But we had this competition. It was more of a, more like an independent record store. Okay. Do you remember those? 
that concept. Uh, barely. Um, but there was a big chain record store called Sanity and they got everything early on the dot. Like they always have everything on time. Because I was just like, because we were like independent, the record labels kind of treated us differently. We got everything slow or right, whatever. Like, you know, they it wasn't care. FedEx. Right. It was put in the regular mail. Exactly. Um, so I woke up early. I went to Sanity at the mall as well. Actually, uh-huh. I went to the mall too. <laughs> at the mall, girl. Yeah. That's where you go. <laughs> in Burwood. Shout out to Burwood people. Hey. Um, I get there. I had to get the bus all the way there from my place. It was like a, th- it's like a 30 minute bus ride. They didn't have it. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Normally, they always have every CD on on the dot. Wow. So I'm like, do you? Ha-? I'm like, where is it? She's like, well, it hasn't arrived yet. Probably it's probably gonna come in the afternoon. So I'm like, oh, fuck. What do I do? So I call my work at the international airport, which is like an hour away now. Oh my god. And they're like, oh yeah, we just got it in. It came in. So I'm like, fuck. Now I have to go to work. <laughs> so I get back on the bus, <laughs> go to the work, go to my work, buy the CD from my own work, get the bus back home. Play it, lamb out everything. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> so so I got my album. So I've had it for a while before the release date, right? So you didn't have that connection of nine eleven and and the Glitter. release. Yeah, you were probably one of and the, the album. one of the few countries that didn't because I know it was like North America, yeah, and, and Europe all got it on September eleventh. September eleventh. Yeah, but I wonder why we got it so early. That doesn't make sense. Well, I, I think well. Maybe you guys didn't suffer from the pushback because in America it was originally intended to be out in on August twenty first. Oh. So you would have gotten it second. Right. But maybe they didn't push it back over there because Mariah probably wasn't intending on doing much press over there. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, well it can just, just come it. on when it when it comes on mm-hmm. or comes out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? Anyway, that week, all of a sudden I have this like face, my face half of my face starts to get funny. No. Yeah. Like, my mouth started going, like, the muscles were getting, at, like, they weren't working. Turns out I somehow got Bell's palsy. Get out of here. I know. Shut up. That was my, I was having that a breakdown. Was your, <laughs> yeah, my, that was your glitter, my glitter fiasco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. See, like, right after. Everything surrounding this damn album <laughs> it was just <laughs> so good. I so, I remember being at home because I couldn't work because I was like, half my face wasn't working. It was September 11. So, I guess I'm like, Following Mariah Daily, you know, I'm kind of excited for the release right, of it all. Right. I'm on the computer. And then September 11 happens. It, like, becomes breaking news. Half my face isn't working. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> Mariah's like, having a breakdown. A yeah. Like, life is literally falling apart. <laughs> literally, everywhere. That is so crazy. But how do you, uh, how does that all go away? Um, it's, it's like a virus. So, it kind of, like, oh, eventually goes away. Oh, Yeah. But, um... I did acupuncture to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to talk about that more. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a whole fiasco. Oh, I, the honey, the whole glitter era is a yes. fiasco. <laughs> yes. Never ending. Saying, never ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank goodness uh, that uh, you recovered. Yeah. And thank and God. As yeah. did Mariah. Right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Everyone without a okay. commission. Uh, okay. So now we have we, this big disaster going on. And our album. And, then, and then our album. <laughs> So, like, us as lambs, or me at least, like, at least we had, like, that album as, like, a saving grace to sort of, like, take our mind off of yeah. the craziness that is going on and literally the world changing right in front of our eyes. Like, the days before 9-11, like, were easy breezy. Easy breezy. Oh, my gosh. Now, well, though. Well, Jesus. like I said, like, I used to work at the International Airport. Loose and, like, you can do whatever you want in yeah. that place uh-huh. before September 11. Uh-huh. 
the sec the day it happened, it was like on lockdown, high security, yeah. like everything changed. No, it is so funny because I also worked at an airport. Yeah, <laughs> September eleventh. Like, uh, and um, I remember I didn't work on September eleventh. Obviously, I, uh, honey, I took that day off. I knew I. Uh-huh. I don't remember if I was scheduled or not, but I knew I wasn't going to be working because I. You were working to go. at the airport. I too? was working at the Shut airport. Up. Yes, honey, I was working at a sandwich shop though. I was working at a record store. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, I just remember like when I started going back to work like the next day or whatever, the security to get through even as an employee was so like rigorous and it took so much time that I was like, I can't keep working here because I'm on a tight schedule because I'm also in school. Uh Uh-huh. And so I know, like, when I leave class, I have it's going to take me 37 minutes on the train to get to the airport. Yeah. So I can't spend an hour in, you know, security because security yeah. uh-huh. I'm going to be late for work literally every day. Right. And, like, you know, whatever. They were fine with it, but I was just like, well, it's too much stress for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to quit but thank you much oh wow yeah so it was too crazy and i was like i don't even want to work in the airport girl i don't know what's happening yeah but sure enough look at us airport twins i know right <laughs> it's like sliding doors <laughs> the different landlines so crazy <laughs> i'm telling you who would have thought uh okay. anyway so we get our cd so we get our cd we already know lover boy and essentially we already know the second single as well which is Never Too Far. Never Too Far. And we've also seen the video for Never Too Far, which right. is taken straight from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mariah, obviously, she was out of commission for a moment. Mm-hmm. And they decided just to use the movie clip as the full-length video. Which is fine. Which is fine. What are you going to do with Never Too Far? Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about Loverboy. Fun, festive, we love it. It's a bop. It still to this day is one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think we we um, didn't talk about how Loverboy did get the full treatment as a single. We did get a remix, which is technically track one on Glitter, right? With Debrat and Cameo. Who else is in there? No, it's Debrat, Debrat and, and Ludacris. And then Shauna and 22. The main version, I guess, would be the rap version, which has um, Brat. Chris is on as well. And because it's called Lover Boy and it's about a guy and a girl, the beginning of the record is Ludacris and Shauna, um, the girl from Looking From Your Head to Your Toes. And in the middle, it's Brat and an artist on her label called 22. Uh huh. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's uh-huh. the one. Um, but then we also got club mixes. Uh huh. Sure did. They were really, really. I, I just resung vocals. All, all of it. Yeah, we got everything. She gave the full treatment. Yeah. I loved I love that she did like 
all the singles sort of had different colors to them. I know. There was the purple, there was the blue, there was the red. Yeah. And it, like they were all sort of different, but they were all super cute. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and the vinyl? Oh, my God. You know, I love the vinyl, but you know me. I'm, I'm the type of girl that I need the picture. If I don't have the picture, I don't want it. Is there not a vinyl with the picture on it? No, there's not. It's just the black cover? Yeah. Or it's just like plain, you know, whatever. Yeah. The sticker. It's whatever. Who cares? Right. Because if there's no picture, I don't care. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was there for DJs to, you know, spin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but like we were saying in episode two, uh, nobody really was spinning Loverboy. Yeah. Not even the remixes. I know, right? So it was a little bit of a tragedy there. Well, I wanted to bring this point up. Let's just think about like how she was treated by the general public and by the press. And people were out to get Mariah. That Oh, yes. But let's think about what she did. Nothing. Nothing. People are acting like she's she a serial killer. She didn't do nothing to your mama. No. She didn't kidnap your dog. She, she didn't do nothing to you. No, she left uh, Columbia, where her ex-husband worked, mm-hmm. got a very big, most world's most successful artist um, title because of that contract she signed. Yeah. She was succeeding in life, and people didn't like that. Right. And the one the one weak moment they see, they, yeah, they, they pull attacked. her down. They attack, then she's done. Exactly. But isn't that crazy? Like Yeah. It just goes to show you how women, successful women, are treated in society. Oh, for sure, honey. We've been and this is twenty it. years twenty been, plus twenty years ago. Twenty years ago now. Twenty years ago. But look at her, look at what she had to deal with. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean she's still suffering from that now because now, mm. you know, she whenever she slips up a little bit, yeah, everybody's really easy to attack her. I right. mean, granted she had some great moments in the past, you know, twenty years with mm-hmm. Mimi and all of that and number ones and success and everything. Mm. It's because you can't count out talent. Yeah. However, it is really interesting. Being a lamb during this time for as long as I've been, I'd never ever seen the general public and the media mm. turn on somebody so quickly, mm-hmm. like literally overnight. But you would think like the reaction was, oh, we just found out Mariah Carey murders babies. Right. You would think she would be like, doing something yeah, really bad. Right. You know, and it's not, she didn't hurt nobody. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't do nothing. She's was, just out here being a creative artist. Right. She, you know, uh, the radio, obviously we know that Tommy Mottola was sabotaging things, but mm-hmm. like radio gave the excuse of like, oh, just nobody wants to hear this. It's like 280s or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, honey, the fans were still living for Loverboy. Yeah. Just because radio was told not to play it because, you know, whatever goes on behind the scenes of the politics of radio, mm-hmm. the fans were still loving Lover Loverboy. Right. For sure. And like, it's still a good song. Oh, still to this day, one yeah. of my favorites. Right. I love both versions. Yeah. And the club mixes. And the club mixes. Both and the video. Them. Yeah. Honey, uh, Justice for Loverboy, can we get the video on YouTube? I like know. In the official one? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. What I would give to see that in high quality. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's the little things. She probably has to upload it from her cassette tape, her videotape. Her, her VHS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's move on a little bit to Never Too Far Now. Okay, no, this is track talked, two. This is track two. Mm-hmm. No, is it? No, 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 no. Track two is... Wait, um, should we go in sequence or... We should go... Well, I just wanted to let people know... Single-wise. That the single, like, by the time the album came out, we had already knew the second single. Yeah. Okay, let's go in chronological order and we'll save Never Too Far for the end. Because it's twice oh, you want to go al- track, album track? Album track. Yeah. Album track. Let's do that. Okay, but I just wanted to say, like, you singles out. Singles out. Singles out. Never Too Far or Loverboy? 
Never, Never too, too far. far. Yeah. Okay. It's been released. But we're going to go into Lead the Way. Also, if you're a young, one of the young listeners, when you said, when we say a single is out, it's been released off the album in a separate case on a separate CD. Right. Not like these days where it's just, you can right. it's buy just, it. It's just there. It's just floating in the air. No, it's getting like pulled off the album and given special treatment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, well, by the time the physical single of Never Too Far came out, mm. Um, they had already merged the two songs of Never Too Far slash Hero. So that's what you actually get on the single version, mm. at least here in America. I think like some of Europe and they got like an actual Never Too Far yeah, actually, um, just that. single. But here in America, I don't think we had that. We By the time it was released here, it was already after September 11th and she had already re-recorded it to mash up. With that different picture? Yeah, and with There For Me. Yeah, that. Yeah, but that didn't come out until later. Oh no! Yeah, see, yeah. I we got the um, just got the album version. Oh, I think it had like two tracks on it. It was like album version and something else. Yeah. Well, our our version had like it I don't I don't remember, but I remember never too far hero and then there for me. That was the single we got. I think. Oh, because I don't think like I had all Mariah singles. I don't think I had an, an American Never Too Far. I think I had a European Never Too Far. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Oh, okay. You know I what see. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, because September 11th's going down, she's just done the tribute to the heroes and sung Hero, and now Hero's a thing again. So she's like mashed up Never Too Far and yeah, Hero. Yeah, yeah. That's why she brought out Hero. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. For Never Too Far. Right. Because <laughs> that's yeah. a whole nother thing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. So the, uh, okay. So track number two is, I forgot. Lead the way. Lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> lead the way. Now lead the way has a lot, a long history here because lead the way. Yeah. Number one, it is a gem on this album. It is an absolute gem. power ballad. And beautiful. Yeah. And it's one of the last things that her and Walter A. had done together. Right. So um, when when she speaks about this, um, and she very rarely does, but when she speaks about it, she tells specifically writing it for, you know, the love story of, you know, of the characters in in the movie. Mm. Um, And, you know, love will lead the way, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, But now she stopped working with Walter in like 98, 97, 97 right. So she's probably writing this for all that all glitters. glitters. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah 100%. Not so this is, glitter. This is, she had written this sort of like alongside Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. People who are fans of like Vision of Love and those type of songs are going to really like a lot of these ballads. The up-tempos are kind of party records, so I feel really good about it. And I've lived with this for like, you know, three and a half years. I've kept a lot of things for myself or even just ideas in my head and used them for now because I didn't realize how long the process of actually developing a project was going to be. This is such a beautiful song. We love a, a, a good power ballad. We love it. But I'm sorry, the vocals on this song... Give you Whitney vibes? Uh, uh, honey, they give me a God vibes. Oh. Like she she did everything with this. Yeah. Everything. Uh-huh. The all those runs towards the end. Yeah. The breath control that that takes. Um it's unreal. Oh, so I was reading about um on the Wikipedia page for the album, there's a section about how critics came revisited glitter like ten years later or something. 
And someone, I might have been Rich Chachuak, one of the music critics said that Lead the Way is like one of her best songs vocally in her whole her entire, entire career, catalog. Entire yeah. career. Not only is it just vocally good, it's just a really good song. It's very well produced. Yeah. Um, it, it just sounds beautiful. And it's one of those, it's honestly one of the last times that we hear a quote, quote, classic Mariah ballad. I was going to say, you it's know? like a classic Mariah song. Yeah. Early Mariah. Yeah. And, you know, people always, you know, uh, trash the movie. And then, like, I always say, oh, you know, but the soundtrack is so amazing, so amazing. Because of gems, like, lead the way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you cannot tell me. Like, you don't even have. Like, some people don't like a pop ballad. Fine with me. But right. you can't tell me that anyone else could ever sing that song mm-hmm. nobody Mm-mm. ever Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh, with uh-uh. that power with that kind of power and yeah. that count kind of control vocally yeah. it's unbelievable yeah unbelievable Again, lead the way. Absolutely the best. Oh, but don't forget, also, she did a guest appearance on Ally McBeal. Yes, during this time. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a, her character, was her name was Candy Kushnip or something? Yes. Character in Ally McBeal, cameo appearance. At the end of Ally McBeal, she starts singing lead the way. Yeah, uh-huh. Now, that came out in October, so at the end of October of this year. So it was about... You know, just over a month after 9-11. Yeah. So here we see, like, you know, Mariah is out. Like, we say we, she, she, okay. Well, we'll talk about this later. Because she did a lot of performances in this month. Mm. Maybe two months after the album was released. She yeah. did, and she did Ally McBeal. Mm-hmm. She did the uh, United We Stand. And then she did the Tribute to the Tribute Heroes. To Heroes yeah. And she did. And she went to Europe. And then she went to, I'm telling you, she was still working and doing all these things. Um, So she's still at work here. But Lead the Way did get its its moment in um, Allie Allie McBeal when Allie McBeal was over there ice skating or something. Something like that. Something like that. Um, So we love Lead the Way. Yeah. I'm telling you, I love every song on this album. They're all good. They are all so, 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 so good. Uh, a lot of the album is uh, heavily sampled, mm-hmm. uh, but some of the songs are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, like "Lead the Way," obviously mm-hmm. not. She wrote that many, many years ago. And then another one that is not heavily sampled is "If We," mm-hmm. featuring Ja Rule, mm. which is one of my favorites. And I love that there's like no sample in here mm-hmm. because it really gives you an 80s vibe mm. and she was able to create that vibe herself she didn't have to rely on a sample like candy or uh-huh. you know whatever yeah. um but it was also um produced uh she and demiza had produced this one demiza uh-huh <laughs> yeah our good old friend demiza <laughs> but he was around very heavily around this time and he was helping her and stuff like that so yeah. we appreciate that um and now this is the single that kind of had that that ja Rule, um 
that the back that, and forth with Ja Rule, that uh-huh. sound that yeah, um, that Jennifer, call and call and respond. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. So Mariah obviously had created this yeah. uh, way in advance of anything that Ashanti and Ja Rule were doing, yeah, or J Lo or anything like that. Well, because Ja Rule has his voice is has a particular sound. Right, it kind of sounds. It doesn't sound like the other rappers. It has a sound like um, Warren G to regulate. Oh yeah, but like uh, it's got like a echoey kind of sound to it. Yeah, so it's a unique. It's not like a. No, it has a unique vibe to it. Yeah, I love this song. I think it works so good. I'm I'm a fan of everything through and through on If We. Mm-hmm. I bop to this all the time. It is like a go to for me. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Nate Dog is also on. He's featured on here as well. Uh huh. But anyways. Um, Isn't he in Warren G? No, he knows Warren G, I think. They, like, Nate Dogg and Warren G, yeah, I right? think, had done some stuff. They do stuff together. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Don't, <laughs> don't hate me. But he, yeah, they know each other. Right. They know each other. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's track three. Oh, again, like we never saw these songs again. Never saw these songs again. I think this song, um, if we... I think this would have been single potential mm. had J-Lo not done her dirty business. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, we, the general public didn't get to see songs like Lead the Way and If We, which are masterpieces, both mm. for different reasons. Yeah. The public didn't get to see that because of all the happening ons. And we don't hear If We in the movie, though. It's definitely not. Definitely not in there. Well, see, again, but I, this is where the, the confusion comes. Like, where's Mariah Carey happening? Or where's the character in the movie yeah. happening? Like, where's the line? Right. It's all very blurry. And- it is very blurry and things. But... At the same time, I think, um, you know, there were, I think Mariah was only supposed to do um, six songs for the soundtrack. And mm-hmm. then she was going to have other people. Oh, like add songs. Or add songs yeah. and, and do stuff like that. And obviously that didn't happen. Mm. So I think she was sort of filling holes. Mm. Um, and so not everything translated from the movie to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think people get it confused of like, is this a Mariah album mm. or is this a soundtrack? Because mm-hmm. the line is very blurred. Well, we're here in Spain because I am finishing up recording the album um, soundtrack for Glitter, my upcoming movie. I, I did a lot of remakes on this record. I mean, I wrote a lot of songs. I was only supposed to do six songs, and I ended up doing 12. Glitter stands alone as the Mariah Carey album. It is, it's like the next step for me in terms of an album. It's also my, since Butterfly, it's my favorite record that I've done. But anyways... Um, if we if love we. it, uh, if we if we got together again, yeah. I love and I love the way that she's she's basically just singing the hook here. Yeah, but her voice is so like buttery and melts just it just oh melts in my ears. Now I'm thinking, is this all oh, that glitter song? I mean, it could be, but because you know, like when she, in the all oh, that glitter script, she's kind of like on and off with that guy. With the the lover? Oh, right, right, right. It could be. Maybe it was m- set more for that. Mm. That could be a possibility. Again, this is one of those songs that the public didn't get to see. And Mar- Mariah really didn't really ever speak on this song. Never. You know, it's sort of just one of that it just got thrown to the wayside, even mm-hmm. though it's such a good song. I mm. mean, it's a bop. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me this ain't a bop. Yeah, it's a bop. It's a bop. I'd be without you. Baby's nothing to lose. You know my soul so cold And my love is pain 
So the next one, yeah, well, uh, this song kind yes. of like is the soundtrack. Do you know what I mean? Like when I hear, this song, yeah, uh-huh. glitter is happening. It's there. It's, we're, you we're you see it. You are vibing it. You yeah. are feeling it. It is everything. It's I didn't mean to turn you on. Yes, like this Girl. is everything. I love this song. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think the magic that this song has, again, that people are sleeping on still, mm. is the fact that, okay, so it was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, mm-hmm. and then Mariah came in. Um, Who she, Mariah has, like, worked with right, extensively. Rainbow, they did all that, thank God I yeah. found you and everything, and they worked on um, some of the songs here. What I think makes this song feel so 80s mm. is the fact that, okay, so Jimmy Jam, and this is a cover song. Mm-hmm. They produced the original song mm-hmm. for Sherelle back in like the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So what they were able to do, because they have the masters of this track, mm. they brought the actual track to Mariah mm. from the 80s. So mm. it's straight out of like 1982. Oh, wow. And Mariah just laid her vocals on top of it. Ah. And that's why you feel like you really are transported with this it, song. It really does capture the whole the whole vibe of the everything, the whole concept. Yeah. And there was no need to like, they didn't add a bell or a whistle or a yeah. jingle or a thing. Like it's literally straight up yeah. the exact track. And when you when you hear the original track by Sherelle, after you've heard Mariah's version, mm. you're like, "Oh, poor baby, this, mm. you were not, you <laughs> were just put to shame, honey." Because yeah. Mariah kills this song. Uh, yeah, and but uh, she does that to every cover she, she does. Uh, true, she, uh, true, true, true. Jackson. Uh, so you know. Another thing about this song that I think makes it work, and this is so Mariah, are the background vocals and the layering of the vocals. Mm. Because when you hear Sherelle's version, Sherelle is literally just singing straightforward on top of this track. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just what they did back then. When you hear Mariah's version... You hear everything going on. Like right. She's she's filling in all the spots that need to be filled in to make this song whole and full, mm-hmm. you know, and like boisterous. Yeah. I love this song, honey. I'll be singing this song to a lot of men's sometimes. Right. To a lot of men's. <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, without Mariah, I would have never known this song. Like, oh, to yeah. me, like, yeah. this came out, like, when I was born. So, I like, you know, that was 
way out of my range. Yeah, but it's also like not in the 80s pop lexicon. Like it's not in the heart of glass. And right, it's not like a big, huge hit. Right, that mm-hmm. like survived the 80s. I think that was like sort of the smart thing that Mariah did on some of these songs, um, like this one or even the next one, Don't Stop Bunkin' for Jamaica, mm. is um, she used things that weren't necessarily huge hits. Mm-hmm. Like Candy for Loverboy, mm. huge hit, mm-hmm. sure. But not everything else was. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that is something that she did as a executive music producer for not only just the movie but this album. Yeah. I think she did it really well. Oh yeah, she blended it all really well. And in the movie, this is where her character kind of comes into her own, right? And has the record deal mm-hmm. in the studio. I, and I love the performances that she does with this. Oh so my good. god, they're so cute, and the outfits are so damn cute, and the silver strip. Oh my god, we oh the that silver is paint, Miss Billy Frank, honey, yeah. Yeah, this is where we first really see Billy Frank is with Singing. I Didn't Mean to Turn You On. Yeah. And again, it's sort of like a very fitting song because mm. her and Dice, she's like, I didn't mean to turn you on. Mm-hmm. Or like even Dice to her could be saying the same thing, I didn't yeah. mean to turn you on. And then like, boom, then here you are. Right. And also in a weird way, we do have a music video for it. Yeah. It's just built into the movie. Right. But yeah. we have a visual. We can see her performing it on the uh-huh. stage. And, so. and I love that they did that. And I love that they gave us a couple of different looks uh-huh. just to show that she was out there, like, doing it more than once. Like, yeah. she's, like, really performing this song out in the clubs. Yeah. Because that's what they did in the 80s. You had to go to the club That's to what club. you did. Yeah. You know, you, uh, and that's where you sold your record deal or your, you know, your demo tape. Yeah. That's literally what people did. It right. wasn't about, you know, oh, I'm going to put a video up on YouTube or I'm going to sing on American Idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you literally, you had to work the streets. Yeah. And just how Mariah got discovered, she was out working the streets. Right. She wasn't necessarily at the club, but she was at a party. Mm-hmm. So same thing. Yeah. I love this song, but the, at first I only loved it for the ending part when she does that big belt in the movie. Yeah, uh-huh. That's the only reason I liked That's it. That's the only reason you liked it, because it was a vocal showcase for Mariah. Right. Now, okay, so Don't Stop Funkin' for Jamaica featuring Mystical. Uh-huh. Mystical. Oh, Mystical. Whatever happened to him? Exactly. Like, I, he's too sloppy for me. I mm. never was a big fan of his. Well, he was almost like the beginning of that mumble rap. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, for sure. Like way back then? Oh, my God, yeah. Now, this obviously is heavily sampled. This song is heavily sampled from mm-hmm. a song. Um, uh, it's called, called Don't Stop Funkin' for Jamaica. It's called Funkin' for Jamaica. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Jamaica. And then Mariah adds like the don't stop. That's right. The part to it, which is all beautiful and fine. Another, like you were saying, vocal showcase. But back to the sample, it is actually very heavily sampled because if you listen to the original, you as a Mariah fan can sing along to it. Oh, yeah. You could go right along. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know it, it is like almost the exact th- same thing. Yeah. Um, now, uh, this was produced, I think, by DJ Clue. Yeah. Um, and then it's Mariah. Here's the thing. The, the best part about this song, because I love all these songs, do not get me wrong, <laughs> but the best part about this song is actually the video. Yeah. Oh, the, but, the damn video. I oh, mean, my God. I liked it, but I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked that we, I liked that we have it. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the first time she did a video post-breakdown. Exactly. Like and back- we were, like, excited to see Mariah back at work yeah. doing things. And it... it 
I remember Mariah talking about this song once and she was saying that, um, that it was like a, it's like a barbecue song. Mm. Apparently like this is like the kind of music you play at like your family barbecue or something and y'all like dance around or something. I can see that. like, Like that's the thing. Um, and so she sort of tried to sort of recreate that with the video, like down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, like or Louisiana in the swamp or something like that. Right, like, that kind of vibe. That kind of vibe, because this that's what this vibe is about. And what do you call the um those the juke house? The jukebox shack? A juke house? Something like yeah. the juke shack? Yeah, like something, something you like would that. you would find in the color purple. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That kind of vibe. Yeah. The music shack. Place. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right. Well, I think uh, I did a little bit of research on this song, and um, it is uh, by some group or guy, like Tom somebody or another, and he's from the Bronx, I believe. Okay. And he made the song Funkin' for Jamaica sort of as a sort of an homage to like his family history of like, that's what they would do. They would be down on the bayou oh. or over in Jamaica and they would be out barbecue and having fun and right. singing the song and, you know, all of that jazz. Jamaica so, Queens? Jamaica. Yeah. Jamaica Queens? That, Maybe. Yeah. That, wherever. <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. Could be that. <laughs> But it's just like sort of that like family history. So there's yeah. like a long line. So that's why I think them doing the music video in New Orleans, Louisiana was was a perfect uh, match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's talk about what the video. What about the three the Mariahs? Video? I know. Yes. Oh, we yeah. Got it. That's what. That's what. We, we cannot. <laughs> we cannot skip over the okay. video. Um, so she shot this, I believe, like around October ish of this year, two thousand and one, and. Um, she gave us a bunch of different looks. That's what I love about this video. In the video? Yeah. She, um, I love her when she's sort of like on the swing and she has like that the curly, curly hair. hair. Yeah, cute. And then I like when she's sitting on top of the piano in like the short like slip dress. Like the um, Dairy Matey kind of look? Was that one of the... No, that stage was, the, that was the, that's one of the stage oh, She's sitting like on the end. At the end of the video, she's like sitting on top of the piano swinging mm-hmm. her legs or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone's jamming out. Yeah, and it. everyone's jamming out. They're at the barbecue. Right. They're at the juke house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but really, that moment of the three Mariahs. Yeah. Genius. Oh, I remember at the time being unimpressed with it. Really? Yeah, because I was like, we've seen multiple Mariahs in yeah. Heartbreaker. Though that's not multiple Mariahs. That's Bianca and Mariah. What are you talking about? That was Mariah and Mariah. That was Mariah and Bianca. Don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I'm seeing what, what you're saying. Like, like Mariah taking on like the Mariah character yeah. in various ways. But now I'm like, okay, it's cute. Whatever. No, I think it was amazing. I was like, I was gagged over it when I saw it. Because I was like, because every Mariahs. girl was so different. They were. And like they all gave like different reactions of the main girl, Mariah, when she was hitting that note, that vocal moment. True. So you don't like it? I mean, I liked it. I wasn't mad at it. I was like, this is a bit weird. But I was like, whatever. I gave her a pass. It was a bad week for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) A bad time for everyone. (laughs) It's all right. I think the video is cute. Uh, My favorite part is the three Mariahs. Yeah, at Um, the end. At the end. Other than the video, there really wasn't much for this. She spoke on it a few times, Mm -hmm. but she never performed it. Never. Um, And it went, you know, for the next, you know, Decade and a half, two decades, uh, unlistened to by anyone. Yeah. Uh, outside of the Lamely. The thing is, like, to do that ending, the big 
vocal range at the end. She has to for sure just hit play on the CD. Yeah. We don't need... Well, yeah. We don't need that. But anyways... But we find it, like, do it, something with it. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Do I, I just think it, she could do something with it. Like, that was a good moment. Yeah. In the movie, it was a great moment. And I think in the music video, it was a great moment. I think if she, actually, if she want, wanted to do it live, do the original, the song that you sampled. Oh. Because there's no, you can just take that out and sing it. Well, true. But if you listen to um, the original Don't Stop or the original Funkin', yeah. um, the woman who's singing is not very talented. Yeah, so Mariah should do it. <laughs> so Mariah should do it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It would be uh, <laughs> quite easy for her to uh, take on that. Yeah, but it's a version easy. of that song without mystical. So you can like right. do it. You can do it, yeah. yeah. See, to me, adding mystical to that, was unnecessary. I mean, I guess you needed somebody, but he was available. Yeah, but like mystical dates this song. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very dated, mm. and not in like in like an eighties way, right? In an early two thousands way slash end of nineties. Yeah, but I guess that's what Mariah was going for because she always said she, like she wanted to like pair like eighties with like current, mm. and it was like all right, well she did it. Mm-hmm. And it worked in some certain ways. Listen, so. It was good. All right. So moving on to another one of my favorite songs, All My Life. This song is like classic um, Silk. I think of Silk. <laughs> Turn Silk way down. Bring Billy all the way up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because this was like her part. Yeah. That she was like lip syncing. Yeah. That classic line. Yeah. Came from this. Of course. And they use it in, they take that movie part from the movie and they yeah. incorporate it into the soundtrack. Right. So you, you are sort of getting, again, this is like tying in the movie to tell you that it is a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we really hadn't gotten any of that mm. up to basically this part. And so All My Life is actually one of the very few original songs that Mariah has ever sang yeah. that she did not write. Right. This, this one is written by, and I'm telling you, it blew. That's not a cover. It, right. It's not a cover. It's yeah. like, you know, written specifically for, you know, this. Yeah. Um, it, it written by motherfucking Rick James. Right. Like the, one of the main, like, funky. Yeah. You know, 70s, 80s, like, king. Mm-hmm. Like, that's unbelievable. And here's the thing. Again, through all of these interviews and everything that Mariah's doing for this movie, she mentions this maybe once or twice in, in, in interviews, but like she never goes into how did this happen? Like yeah. who came to who? Like did Mariah go to you to Rick James and say, Hey, write a song for this movie? Or like did he have this song and like she was asking around for like something like 80s inspired and she's like, right. Oh my god, this fits perfectly. Like yeah. she never really dived into that. I wonder if she was like in a pinch and she's like, I need a song. I don't have time to write one. Right. What's around? I mean, probably because like I was saying how she said she was only supposed to do six songs. Right. So maybe she was out looking for other songs and she's just like, whatever, instead of getting someone else to sing it, I'll just sing it. Yeah. And it, but here's the thing. This is a, a, a very quintessential song to the movie. Right. Because of the whole silk. It changes everything. The whole thing is, um, the whole beginning of Mariah's or Billy Frank's career is this song right my one of my favorite scenes from the movie is again with this song it's after they sort of perform it live for the first time Uh quote quote live yes um mariah's doing the backup but we have like lead vocals that are 
Billy. Right. Slash but, you know, Silk is up there singing it. Yeah. They're backstage. And then, you know, they're about to do a photo op. Uh-huh. And then Silk is, Silk is over there being nasty, talking about blowing something. Uh-huh. Nasty. Yes. And, <laughs> and then Mariah, like, really shows, like, her, like, just the musicality of Mariah, the human person. Like, right. It's unbelievable mm. how she just belts out, like, the, you know, the hook to the song. Yeah. And I'm so into you. That's what I- Oh my god! I like An love silk. it every time. Yeah, yeah. And now Silk is washed up, and now Dice is after Billy. Uh huh. And then that, then you know, That's how she goes the universes collide. Can so you this, imagine like walking down the street and someone can sing like that? No, just I would just die. Yeah, <laughs> I literally would just die. Like nobody just walks around and just belts out so beautifully like that. Right? Like it's insane. Uh huh. It's absolutely insane. So this is like another golden song on this soundtrack that has not seen like the light of day uh-huh. for the general public. Yeah. Um. You know. It's, it's just like this could be a whole video like yeah. they really could have done so much with this song because it is because really we only get the only video we get that really ties us back to the movie is never too far mm-hmm. and they needed maybe another well had 9-11 and maybe other things not happened mm. this probably could have been single material because it would be able to tie the movie in so well right you know so yeah. like maybe that was in the plan or in the works but who knows? Who knows? But this song is lost and it's slept on by most people. I will tell you that. Justice for um, All My Life. Oh, for sure. Put that in the medley for sure. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. All right. So now um, it comes, we change a little bit of the directional flow of the soundtrack and even in the movie mm. um, because the next song is Reflections. Mm. Slash care enough. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, there's a clip of Mariah talking about um, writing this, and she's and there are songs that she wrote, but she has to think of herself as Billy Frank, the character. Uh huh. She's writing for the character. Mm-hmm. This is that. This is definitely that. Right off the bat, um, we see this in the movie with her and Dice and the piano and whatnot, and her, you know, blah blah blah. Mm. It's super cute. Love that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love the most about this song are the raw vocals. Mm. There's not much else going on here, and you really feel Mariah. Like they're not overly produced. Mm-hmm. There's not all the bells and whistles in the back. There's not like overwhelming like choir of background vocals. Yeah. It's very subdued. It's very straightforward, very vocal. Right. And I love that song. Well, um, I guess in real life and in the movie, it just showcases the simple, the simplicity that she has when it comes to like writing a song and just singing it, mm-hmm. she can do that too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that is again, quintessential Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And it was good that they sort of like, you know, because you know, Billy Frank, when she was out there singing, didn't mean to turn you on mm. or any of the other songs that she was performing. This was the only one in the movie that showed that she was a, a songwriter mm. as well. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that they fit that in there as well, mm-hmm. that, you know, she is crafting these songs. She's mm-hmm. not just saying she's crafting the songs. We're seeing her craft the songs. Right. Okay. So now at, we home. Get, at, at home at the Casio keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, and I loved her look when oh, that whole look was super, super cute. The tank top. Yeah. And then like, and then he comes in from behind and I was like, bitch, why are you trying to scare me? I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we start, uh, now we can start moving into some of the performances from the glitter era that are sort of, uh, not widely seen yeah. because she performed this. Uh, very fittingly, some would say. I thought it was like tacky. <laughs> I well, no, Mariah changed the lyrics. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's different. I don't see it as necessarily a tacky thing. But she performed this at home for the holidays special, which aired the December of two thousand and one. Right, and it was a, a performance to, I guess, like a fundraiser slash charity event. But it was in front of kids. Were the kids up for adoption? Yeah, or uh, they're in the orphanage or whatever. I, uh, from what I remember watching the show, I had it on VHS the whole like hour long show. Mm. Nowadays, you can just get like the Mariah performances on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think it is, the show it's called Home for the, they, they, they still do them now. Yeah, um, but I think it was more. They 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 are kids who are up for adoption, but I think the show focused more on successful adoptions and how to make those transitions work when you're adopting like a twelve year old mm-hmm. as opposed to like a twelve month old. Right. So they like talked about sort of like those stories, those family stories, mm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's really what the focus was, as well as raising awareness for you know adoption and whatnot. I know. Well, see the song itself; it's very heavy and like. Describing what it feels like to be, to not have a parent or to be or abandoned, be, or yeah, or to be um, an orphan. Yeah. So I was like, is she singing this to but these kids who are orphans? Well, she doesn't stirring they, up see, to me, emotions. The song isn't necessarily about an orphan. I think it's more about you know not being cared for mm. by a parent. Which, right. Yeah. Well, if you don't have a parent, yes, of course you're not cared for by them. But so sometimes you do have a parent, and you know you're not cared for. Mm. Or, you know, you're sort of given up, like, mm-hmm. you know, like little Billy Frank. You know, your mama never came back for you. Yeah. But but you have to, like, deal with the emotion of that. And mm. I think this song deals with the emotion of that. Reflections of your love have come to wither. Mm. Like, it's been so long. Like, do I even love you anymore? Like, mm-hmm. do I have a mother anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. That's sort of how I see it. So, I don't think it's necessarily there. But there is that one line. Which one line? The one line where she says, you know, well, you should have, uh, you should have. Something that's like a bit close to home if you're, if you are the orphan. Right. Finding the movie, I loved it. But then, but singing it, and on the album, I love it too. Oh, yeah, Singing yeah, yeah. it to these orphan but kids. She, but so she like... changed the word. <laughs> um, Instead yeah. of like saying, you know, you should have gave me up before you gave me life. Right. Yes, that. She changed it and she said, uh, she sings it, she says, you should have gave me up the day you gave me life. Uh. So she does change that. So we did get that beautiful performance. Yeah. And I love it. I still watch it every once in a while. Um, 
to this day. I don't it's think I've super good. seen the whole thing properly because these were the days where it takes 10 years to download one song. Right. This would have taken 100 years to download a video. Oh, of course, honey. It was please. those days. <laughs> please, yes. Dial um, up internet. Uh, but anyways, I thought it was fitting for that particular show, but that's my opinion. Everyone could be uh, on their own on that one. I, oh. But I was glad to see her performing yeah. a song that wasn't Loverboy. Well, we never saw Loverboy until years later, but that wasn't like a popular mm-hmm. single. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like blah, blah, blah. I'll take that on the caution tour. Sure. Give me a moment of reflection. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, okay. So, cause on every Mariah album, you know, you always have that introspective, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah song and blah. And we'll get to that because I don't think reflections is necessarily that, but it's sort of like precursor to like one of those songs. Mm. It's very, very good again. And that song was done with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They did a bunch of like the slower ballads here mm-hmm. on this album with Mariah. Um, this is also the days of like Alicia Keys becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. So uh-huh. sitting at the piano and singing mm-hmm. was yeah. a, hot, a thing to do now. Oh, absolutely. This, this song is kind of in that genre. Definitely. In that vein. Um, so we love Reflections. I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I ain't got no problems with it. Um, so now we oh, go. Oh, but we've got those um, singles that came oh, out yes. overseas. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did this get, did get released. It did get released, I believe. Um, in limited editions, I think mainly in Japan though. Yeah. Um, not in America. I feel like I got mine from Korea. Maybe. Yeah. And uh-huh. look legit. Oh no, it is legit. Yeah. Oh, they're totally legit. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the, f- oh my God. The CD cover for this. Yeah. Reflections. With like that gold <gasps> background. So gorgeous. And the straight hair. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Those are some of my favorite photos from mm. the, um, the whole glitter era mm-hmm. super super gorgeous but i think the single i remember getting mine from ebay and it cost me quite a pretty penny um the single uh it didn't get a full single treatment but it no. was released in in those yeah limited countries it is what it is and i'm glad we got a performance at this time to- at this era yeah i'm glad any performance came well i think glitter went to number one in japan oh i'm sure it did I don't think it was like one of the only countries. To, I might have to look that up. Yeah. Um, I believe it. You know, Japan has always been a huge market for her. Yeah. And so, of course. And plus, you know, they probably got it in a different, at, at a different date as well. Mm, the original. At, outside of, you know, September 11th. Right. So, um, Reflections. Love it. Um, okay, next. So good. Yeah. The bop. Like, the, the bop. The bop. I mean, they're all like, didn't mean to turn your on to Bob. Yeah. I mean, all my life is a Bob. If we is a Bob. If we is a Bob. <laughs> all my life is a Bob. Lover, bop, lover, lover Boy is definitely a Bob. <laughs> yeah. This is like the Bob. Do you think L- it's the Bob? I think it might be the Bob. No. The Bob, the Bob. No. No. I think last night a DJ saved my life is. It's, it's, it's a, a Bob. It's a Bob. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a Bob, but maybe didn't mean to turn you on more Boppy. Okay. Okay, you, okay. Maybe I'll take it back because <laughs> I love. I didn't mean to turn you on, and it is that might be the bop only because. Yeah. Do you know what I don't like about? There's something I don't like about last night at DJ Save My Life. What? And there's nothing I don't like about. Didn't mean to turn you on. Uh, we love him. We love him. But Buster Rhymes shouting. Uh huh. I can do without. I'm not mad at him. We can edit I mean, it out. every once in a while, I would have noticed. I would be gone. okay. Yeah. But it's just constant through the whole damn song. But let me tell you, when this song comes on my shuffle, that oh, <laughs> I'm bopping, that, like, honey. I sound? am bopping. Yeah. It's a bop. It's a bop. 
And we actually got a lot out of this song. Yeah. Um, uh, number one, the song alone is a classic 80s. It's a cover song. Yeah. A couple of different people have covered it. I feel like everybody knows this song. Everybody knows yeah. this song. Just that like that funky like beat that it has, mm-hmm. that drive that it, I mean you cannot hear the song and not literally bop. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's a little it's a little sloppy with all those voices in there because it features um fabulous and he opens up the song. But he's good. I like his opening. Oh, no. I love his opening. Yeah. I think he fits the song perfectly. Was it their first time working together? Was he on uh, Rainbow I, something? No. This was their first time, but then he did um, Charm Bracelet. Oh, that's right. He did the that's song right, Charm that's Bracelet. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do really like him on this track. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, too many voices with Busta Rhymes shouting out, you know, yeah. all these things. That's my only... Peeve Peeve about it So I guess Since I have a peeve About last night At DJ Saved My Life And no (laughs) peeve about Didn't mean to turn you on I guess Didn't mean to turn you on Will have to be The bop I'm glad we worked that out Okay good You know sometimes You need (laughs) it You gotta talk out loud You gotta you know Because you think This is the bop When really it's not The bop It's a bop It's a bop It's a strong contender For number one It definitely (laughs) is Um, But I love this song now, here's the funny thing. It didn't get released as a single, but it got single treatment. Uh, isn't that a funny thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is so weird. Funny. <laughs> because you know, at least here in America, Don't Stop Funkin' from Jamaica yeah. got a, like a full budget mm. video, mm. yet no single. And it was like never played on the radio. So, like, why'd you make a video for that? I feel like I have a single somewhere. You may have gotten a single, but we definitely didn't. I think there is like maybe... A single floating around for Don't Stop. Yeah, I can definitely a vinyl. Remember, there's a vinyl for sure. Okay, I'm girl. All of my glitter uh, memorabilia mind memory is like gone. But because uh, it was so yeah. sloppy, it was like you got this and this and this and some well, countries are getting this. That's the funny thing. There's so much stuff for glitter. There Merch, really is. merchandise wise, not for sale, but promo merch. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's the pro- tons of it. The promo for the glitter era. The yeah. pro- oh my god. Honey, they everything from the postcards to the Loverboy truck, the truck to the Reflections CD. Remember the other day, uh, Andrew had showed you that. Yeah, at, uh, when we went there, that's legit. Yes, it's like there's so much, mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, there's so much promotional merchandise, tons of it. Um, so it was so earrings, stickers. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Everything. There's it, so much stuff. She was everywhere. Posters. Yeah. Oh my god, I had like a million Loverboy posters. Oh, it was, I'm telling you, it was, it was everything. Yeah. They were like, Virgin put in so much money into marketing and promotion for this. They yeah. really did. Oh yeah. You can tell. Um, okay. Last night a DJ saved my life. So this did get single treatment. Without a single. Without being an actual <laughs> single. Yeah. Where should we start with the performances or with the video? Let's start with the video. Okay. Cause I love the video. I love it too. And it's like, it was... Unheard of at the time, but it's almost like cell phone footage. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yes, honey. The, she edited that in... She filmed it in her house. Yes. <laughs> she edited it in her house, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I love it. It is so, so good. <laughs> it fits the song so well. Oh, Back in those days, it's almost a bit like sex tape. Yeah. Like that look on a, VC, on a camcorder at home. Mm-hmm. She's like rolling around in her bikini. Yes, it's very sex tape. Yeah. It's very sex tape, but it's also very 80s. 
Yeah. With the editing and sort of like some of the... The vinyl the, shots the, spinning. The, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All that kind of stuff. So it definitely gives you like... If you watch music videos from the early 80s, that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're watching that in 2001, you're like, okay, this is definitely sex tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton kind yeah, of sex tape. For sure. One. Yeah. But I love it. And I love when Mariah's rolling around with the, with the vinyl albums. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm living for it yeah uh-huh. it's my favorite thing yeah um if you look closely in that video you'll see christopher buckle because at one point they sort of migrate from the moroccan room mm-hmm. to the to the club mm-hmm. and you'll see christopher buckle you'll see rachel you'll see fabulous is in the limo with her at one point mm-hmm. yeah oh it's so it's good. good it's so good and, and but it's kind of like driving around mariah it totally is it a mariah is. adventure yeah. mm-hmm. i think she's like on her like pager or something yeah. at one point the, like sidekick thing yeah whatever those things were that the rich people had back in the day yeah i was like man that video is so good another video that like i would love to see a high quality because mm. we he, i think mariah really did like no joke she really did produce that by herself probably like on her own camcorder because they're probably like we need a video from you it's in the deal well no here's the thing i think it's exactly opposite of that because oh, they this, didn't want it i think because if you really i think this video Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Please let me know. This video came out in 2002, sort of towards the half, the the back end of the glitter era. Era like mm. it came out mm-hmm. back towards back, the end of it. Towards yeah. the end, yeah, like yeah, two, yeah, like maybe like spring or summer of 2002. And I feel like it was an online only thing. Oh no, that's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> it was an online. That's why we don't have a high quality of it because yeah. you know where she released it, and it was an exclusive release. Mariahcarey.com. Honeybeefly.com. Ah. So like the first like early days of Honeybee Fly. The fan site. So I think it was only on honeybeefly.com. That makes sense. And you I think I'm, now I'm getting get flashbacks. It, yeah, you could only get it in like that little tiny media player. Yes. And that's why you couldn't like see it like really like crisp and clear. But not only that, she had to upload it to the internet. So uh-huh. it has to be low res to get it even up there in oh, the first of course. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. those days. Yeah. So I would love to see what that looks like in high def or like, well, I mean, I know there's supposed to be that grittiness to it and I don't want to lose that, but like, you yeah. know, if it's just the, like, you know, on a the big quality screen. was a little bit better. Um, You're, oh my God, I'm getting total flashbacks. I know, right? Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. Those were the days. She And she performed. You would click it and mm-hmm. that media player will pop up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it had to girl. load. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Had to stream it or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. But I was loving it. I yeah. was loving it. Because, again, I think she was she was done with Virgin at this point. Mm. Like, way done. Mm-hmm. She had, like, moved on. Because she was done with Virgin at the top of 2002. And this came out, like I say, like, you know, like springtime or summertime. I mean, this would have been perfect to really get the single treatment and get a proper club mix. Yes, 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 yes. I've heard just jamming out. Because, again, it's such a familiar song and she does it so well. She yeah. sings the hell out of it. Oh, it's like, amazing. the hell out of it. Yeah. I, um, okay, so we love the music video. And I, here's my thing. You know how, like, with the Butterfly era... The the lambs are always in discussion of which performance of Butterfly was better, mm. David Letterman or Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. It's like the ultimate, like, you know, mm. which one's better. When I think of Mariah performances of Last Night at DJ Saved My Life, I'm like, okay, which one is better? The VH1 Vogue Fashion Awards 
or the um, United We Stand uh, benefit concert. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know which one is better. I mean, I think Mariah looked better and I think the stage production was better for VH1 Vogue, but I think Mariah's voice was better at the United We Stand. Oh, you know? see, I liked the just the show in general of the fashion show. Right, the show, like right. you know, which is on the comes out in the motorbike. Yeah, she's well, she comes out it. in the motorbike on the on the United We Stand as well. Yeah, but it's but there's not like a lot of like flashing lights and things because mm-hmm. it's on like a stage that everybody has to perform on. So right, you can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also hated the dress that she was wearing for United We Stand. That like the black that one, black one. And like, she, in, in I didn't this, mind it. I like it in black. I hate it in red because if you go to cribs, yeah. she like puts on the red version. And I was like, oh, thank God you didn't wear that because mm. it's it's cute in black. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I like her choreography in the United We Stand as well because she does the bop. She does do the she bop. Does a, she does the bop. She does the bop. She does the bop in yeah. VH1 Vogue Fashion Awards as well. Oh, and you know what else I love? Yeah, uh, Vogue Fashion Awards. She goes to the that telephone. second. Oh, well, she, yes, oh. she does the telephone, but she goes to that second little stage. Oh yeah, out in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you see Beyonce in the audience bopping along, mm-hmm. and, and Destiny's Child, and That's all right. the children. Yeah. Then the pink balloons come down. Mm-hmm. It was good. Oh God, those are great performances. Yeah. And that motorcycle is the one that she has in the picture, the Swarovski. Oh motorcycle yeah, uh-huh. for Loverboy. Yeah. I love it. Pull that, pull that shit out the fucking garage. I'm sure it's somewhere. It has to be. I'm sure someone probably sold it. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, so that's always my thing. Which one is better? I go back and forth all the time because there's aspects of each one of those performances. They're both good. That yeah, they're both good. You can enjoy both. Yeah. Why? Oh, I do. <laughs> Believe me, I'll watch them back to back for like five hours, trying to decide which one I feel is better today. Just today, because tomorrow, six hours of it tomorrow could be a different story. <laughs> the life of a lamb, I tell you. Shake that thing, put a face beat. Oh, shake that thing and come give it to me. Come on, shake that thing, come give it to me. Come on, put your feet.
<laughs> now I'm thinking about it. If we're doing an 80s film with 80s music, that should have been like the lead single. I mean, it really could have been. Don't ever think it. Yeah. No, for real. Because that song is so good. I, yeah. We already said this, but like every time Mariah puts her spin on any cover song, mm. it, it automatically comes becomes her own. Yeah. I mean, because I was YouTube in performances um, from, you know, Sherelle, uh, mm. who did, you know, didn't mean to turn you on. And like, you can YouTube all these people performing these things. And, um, the girls who originally sing this song, mm. they did a couple performances. I think there's a guy. In, I think it's a group. It's like two girls and a guy. Mm. I forget their name. Are they on the 54 soundtrack? I think they, they might be. They might be. They might be. Like the second yeah. release of it. Could be. But when you watch performances of these girls, I mean, they, they there is just nothing, honey. Mm. It's like 1980s. Like, they put these bitches up. They don't got no moves. They, right. got, they don't got no matching clothes. Yeah. Like, they're just two girls just sitting there literally just swaying back and forth singing this song. <laughs> I was like, y'all need to get some energy. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Last Night of DJ Saved My Life. Uh, DJ Clue obviously produced that or co-produced it with Mariah. Yeah. Everything, everything top to bottom, super, super good. Well, it does like qualify as like a top bop because we do have the videos and stuff versus Didn't Mean to Turn You On, which has no vi- official video or remix or whatever. Right. See? This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bop of the bops? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, Mariah sang last night at DJ Save My Life on Top of the Pops. or uh, That's what know, I meant, Top of the Pops. And I said Bop of the Bops. Yes. But whatever. <laughs> and but she performed it uh, overseas a couple times, like in France. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. She was lip syncing on all of them. Mm. Um, I think she only sang it live here in the U.S., um, but when she performs, she is literally, she's doing her knee dance, you know, mm-hmm. the one that she just like does this. And yeah. then there's this one part in, in the, in the choreography where you're supposed to like shake your shoulders and mm. she is always offbeat. Oh no. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it cause it's cute because if I was performing that's this how, song, that's, how that's exactly how <laughs> yes, I would do it. I know. <laughs> that's exactly how I would do it. Yeah. And I think I learned how to dance by watching her <laughs> knee do dancing. the knee, knee bop. And sh- shimmy your shoulders. And shimming the shoulders. That's it. That's all I do. <laughs> Damn you, Mariah. Okay. So uh, last night, a DJ saved my life. Love it. Uh, moving right along. Another hidden gem yeah. is the duet. With Eric Benet. With Eric Benet. It's called Want You. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this damn song. Now, they never sing it together in, in the movie. They no. just like kind of work on it, right? But I love that part in the movie because they're like they're she's acapella and she's like da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. However, she does. I the bet melody. there's so much of the movie that's been cut out. Oh, um, for sure it is. For yeah. sure it is. Wasn't there a time where Padma was on a show? Or she was something? on the Hot Wings show. Oh yes, and she said there's other scenes that didn't make the cut. Yeah, that like developed Silk's character. Yeah. So well, tons out there. honey, well, I'm sure there's a lot of scenes that develop Billy Frank's character as well. Oh, yeah. Because honey, yeah, she yeah. don't have no damn character in there. I know, right? Anyways. But I bet like a lot of the song moments have full treatment. Yeah. You get a whole song. Oh, I can only imagine the footage that is like on the editing room floor. Yeah. It's like probably endless and we would die for it. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, it just goes to show like, but if they, if they were... were 
filming all those things and those things were in the glitter script. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's probably a script. I wonder if we can get our hands on like the original, like, like glitter? actual glitter script. Like final version? Final version. Because be, then maybe be we could see what was cut out. Yeah. Maybe we could see what, what Silk is talking about. Yeah. Um, Why is she such a crook? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll like her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we find out her backstory. Uh, okay, so Eric Benet. Eric Benet uh, is an R&B singer. He, at the time, was married to Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was, like, coming up. Yeah, he. I don't know. I can't tell you any of his songs. Me but either. he was definitely known. People, yeah. Uh, this song again, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. I think it was like more known in the R and B scene. Oh, for sure. And you know, that's not my background. Right. I'm much more like pop. But also, I feel like back then it was um, more separate. Yeah. The R and B scene oh, yeah. was separated out of now, pop music. Nowadays, now it's, it's together. more like together mm-hmm. things, um, just like a natural fusion. Right. Uh, but uh, I love Eric Benet's and Mariah's voices together. Yeah. This is really good. It almost would remind me of like, like Mariah and John Legend. I was gonna say they I, really. I feel blend like well. yeah. I was gonna say I feel like in that time period, it's kind of when John Legend came up. Yeah, I think he, he was started just around starting there. around there. Yeah. What was his first song like? Ordinary people. Maybe something. he was more like two thousand three or something. But was, still, early two thousand. But he almost like took over the the Eric Benet realm one hundred percent in the pop for sure. world for sure. For sure, took over. Yeah. So, yeah, so I love this. Now, Want You is one of my favorite favorites. Mm-hmm. Favorites. I mean, it's a bop, too. Mm-hmm. That's why she found the, like, okay, she worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on Rainbow, Mm. and they did great stuff together, but picking Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis to work with her for these glitter songs was pretty genius. Like, Mm. earlier we said, you know, the whole Sherelle didn't mean to turn you on track, Mm -hmm. but also they were producing not only for themselves, but for other other people in the 80s, like all of Janet. Mm-hmm. All that, all that's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Like mm. they are quintessential '80s. Right. They know what the sounds were. Right. They know how to like bring them forward, mm-hmm. and so it was perfect for Mariah to like team up with them. Yeah, I think it was genius, and this goes to show. Here's an original song, and it totally gives you the '80s vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfect for this. Yeah. So, I mean, want you, girl? It's everything. So good. Didn't get much, just bits in the movie, never saw it again. But the song basically is about, you know, like having a crush. Yeah. You know? So it sort of like works because like... Oh, I wonder if that was meant for all that glitters. It probably was. And then they tried to like sort of make it like Mariah and Eric Benet's... What's Eric Benet's character in the movie? Um, I forget. Sure do. When we just watched it. Oh, shit. It. We <laughs> just watched it. <laughs> I feel like when I see him, oh, there's Eric Benet. Yeah, Eric Benet. Yeah. This is like, come on. <laughs> I still call Billy Frank Mariah, so yeah. give me a break. <laughs> um, uh, but like they, there was like that crush thing. Right. Or like that the tension. A bit of like flirting. A bit of flirting going on. So it was perfect song for sort of them to do. But mm-hmm. I bet like it was like probably more intended for like the flirtation between, you know. 
All that glitters. All that those glitters, cra- those, those two characters. characters. Well, because um, in All That Glitters, Angel, a.k.a. Mariah, a.k.a. Billy, is like crushing on someone else who's on the label too, another artist that's already famous. Right. So I feel like that's what like, Eric Benet was. Already right. famous on the label. They, they sort of like brought that in yeah. to glitter. It, felt like but it, it was dumb. But it was, it was so, lost. Yeah, it was really, it was really stupid because yeah. it never really went anywhere. No. And like that, that whole like storyline between the two of them, other than like pushing about pushing dice, dice out, yeah, you know. But like they they could have done something else, but whatever, whatever. It it worked because they needed to put this song in, I think. Yeah. And this song, oh my god, I love this song, so mm-hmm. I'm so really glad it's here. Yeah. No same. Yeah, want you. I I think want you was another gem mm-hmm. that people sleep on. Mm-hmm. All right, now we get to the official second single, Never Too Far. Okay. Okay, here we are. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a fun record. It's really fun, but it's a lot of ballads, which are really kind of like, they're taking you through each scene. The song called Never Too Far that Billy sings at the end of the movie, people really responded to because it sort of encapsulates everything that's going on and talks. It deals with her mother, but also deals with her relationship with her boyfriend. always love doing ballads and they're always an expression of myself and I love doing like you know creating it through the back of what was on things. So I guess I guess Mariah would say this would be the theme song for the movie. Yeah. Um it plays during the end credits. Uh-huh. Um you know it's the big scene at the end. Yeah. Where she's in Madison Square Garden and singing the song and dice, like, yeah. You know. Like in a Star is Born. Right. Have you oh, seen it yet? No, not yet. Same same concept. Yeah. Oh I bet. Someone's dead. Ballad at the end in a gown. Oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, again, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. And, but this one though, it was the second single, but after, you know, the 9 11 attacks and everything, it sort of took on a whole new life. Yeah. Which for me, I much preferred the new life that it took on. I like the Never Too Far Hero. Yeah. As opposed to just Never Too Far. Right. Um, I say I listen to that much more often than I listen to like the regular album track. Same. I can almost for one second I'm thinking, wait, how does the whole regular version go? It's because just... you transition into hero. Right. That's what I <laughs> yeah. always hear in my mind. Same. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Right. It works so well in the movie. You know, never too far, blah blah blah. The same old classic things. Mm. But I think when you um, mash that into hero, mm. it becomes something more special because now you're talking about, you know, the loss of, you know, somebody mm-hmm. yet bringing in hero where you can be strong so without like, them, without that, yeah. mm-hmm. like look inside yourself. Like that is more strengthening or uplifting mm-hmm. for me personally. Yeah. So I always tend to go that route if I'm, uh, in the mood for never too far. Mm-hmm. I love the never too far slash hero performance with yeah. Westlife. Oh, it's great. When they come out yeah. and there's fireworks start happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. There, yeah. That was some production right there. That was right some there. good shit. Uh, questionable hair on Mariah, but everything else was great. <laughs> but also, don't forget, at the time, we're still in like breakdown mode. Like yeah. She just had the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's almost like singing to herself. Like, hero, yeah. I can uh-huh. sing hero. 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and, well, it was really smart of them to uh, combine the two mm. because what was happening then, the radio was playing it, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, cause of ev- ev- the whole aftermath of every uh, thing from nine yeah. 11, radio was actually playing this song. Right. So, I mean, it didn't do much for it, but mm-hmm. it was like, it was there to, you know, for the people. Right. And you know what I mean? Like you didn't have to go out and buy the single, mm. You could hear it on the radio any given day. Mm -hmm. Like, it was sort of like the thing. I remember once a lot of radio stations sort of, um, they did their own edit to it. Mm. And they sort of, like, overlapped, like, hero stories. People talking about loved ones. Yes. Over the top of Mariah singing, you know, in certain parts. And it was, like, super cute. Okay. So, I just had a total flashback Uh in my mind. It got released... I got it at least as Never Too Far slash Don't Stop as a single. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got That's it, got what it, got I got. It. That's what you got. That's what happened. But then here in America, I, it got released as Never Too Far slash Hero. Hero. And the B-side was there for me. Yes. Yes. With a new picture. Yes. That good picture. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it was. That's, that's what, what it was, was going down. That's how it was going down. That's how it was going because down. Because I remember I got my single was released. You know what? And now I'm remembering. Yeah. It had a, it, <laughs> I had mine in a cardboard sleeve. Of Never was, Too Far Slash. Never Too Far Slash Hero. Don't and it was the one of her... Um, Wait, Don't Stop or Never no, Too Far? And it was Never Too Far Slash Don't, don't stop. stop. Yes. And it was the picture from the inside of the album booklet. Yes. Of her yes. like yes. Um, yes. in the Valente jeans and the pink uh, Yes, exactly. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Flashback I remember it. Complete. Here we go. Here we go. Our minds are coming back to us. Isn't it funny how there's like files in your brain? Like, yeah. this is what you don't want. Oh, yeah, yeah this is what oh, I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, did we get a don't stop? I could have swore yeah. I had a don't stop. Never too far. But here's the thing. I don't think, still, I don't, yeah, I the don't stop, never too far, don't stop was not an American one. Right. Because, it was just for everyone else. Yeah. And then the American one, we never got the don't, never too far slash hero. Right. And because I remember at the time, so I'd come to New York for the first time, 2000. Oh, no, no, no. Now I remember. Oh, a whole new memory. All new memories. <laughs> My friend Lydia, who came with me in, in 2003 from Australia, she had come, she had a trip book to New York in 2001. But like the, was it like December? When did it come out? Never Too Far Hero. Oh, it was probably it was like uh, September, October. It was yeah, very it was like soon after. Then. Anyway, so Lydia was had was in New York for like right after 9-11, um, visiting, whatever. And so Never Too Far slash Hero was a thing. I wanted to get it. So there was like one store in in Sydney that does like imports. Uh-huh. So I, and it was like all the way in the city. So it takes forever to get there. So I was like, got ready for the day. I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to at least like order it from them. I'm going to get me my Never Too Far slash Hero. I get dressed. I leave the door, leave the my house, open the front door, there's a package on the floor. Lydia had sent me Never Too Far Hero. Oh my God, yay. It was like right there because I wanted to get there for me. Right. Because oh I never God. heard it. Oh my God. That was the me. whole thing. Oh, honey, we're going we're gonna to stay yeah. there for me for the end. I was like, what is this mystery song? Yeah. And it wasn't amazing? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it. Hold it, hold it. But that is so great. But it's but all that's... coming back to you how, how all the different singles from different areas and countries and what you had to do to but get it. But it's like add-on stuff. Yeah. The Never Too Far Hero mm-hmm. slash... There for me. Yeah. Or like getting the reflections mm-hmm. with the instrumental. I need the instrumental. I know, right? Like, come on, girl, you <laughs> yeah. really don't need it. But I need that picture. I need the picture. I know. 
<laughs> I'll pay $80. Uh, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah. All the things that we had to do because... You there was know, no YouTube. There was no YouTube back mm-hmm. in the day. That's yeah. how you did it. Um, okay. So still on Never Too Far Hero, one of my favorites. Um one perform she did so many amazing performances one of my favorites is obviously the performance from um home for the holidays yeah but she also performed it at the united we stand uh, after she did uh, last night at dj saved my life mm-hmm. but one of the rare ones um and again this is one of the major things that she did after the breakdown it was very soon i think it was just weeks later like the movie's already out mm. was the radio music awards mm. And she had these blunt bangs and this beautiful blonde hair. And she sang that song. I think I think that may have been the first time she sang it at the Radio Music Awards, but I could be mistaken. Mm. Um, or no, I guess it would have been at the United We Stand concert. And I remember John Stamos had introduced Mariah at that one. And I was like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, a lot of people forget about that Radio Music Awards because they don't really exist right. anymore. But she won the award that year for 2001 yeah. um, for most requested artist on the radio. Yeah. So I'm like, hello, she's still winning awards. Like, yeah, it's like some, you know, little radio thing. But right. it was televised on TV. Yeah. And it was cute. Yes. And she gave a, an amazing performance. Um, well, don't forget that she released Never Too Fast slash Hero medley mashup. To, and she was going to give all the proceeds to the 9-11 fund. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like literally a last minute thing it was. she threw together and you know and she re-recorded hero for it yeah yeah and there's all new backgrounds and everything oh the ending where they like they make, they do the hero oh, end and the huh? never too far end huh? so i good. love i love yeah i love yeah i'm telling you and i also love i mean the whole never too far hero thing it's great honey bring that out on the caution tour please come on because then i'll take hero no problem yeah i'll slip love it in to yeah hear that kind uh-huh. of stuff yeah um but Another thing that we must not forget, I know like the actual single for the U.S. had um, Never Too Far Hero and then they had There For Me, just two tracks. Mm. However, there was a promo single out there and it had like 10 remixes for the clubs Mm. of Never Too Far Hero. Mm -hmm. And two of them I still listen to to this day all the time. Um, And... I just, they work so well. Like you think like a club mix with a ballad Mm -hmm. and then they're switching from one ballad to another, but Mm -hmm. there are two remixes um, that I love. And one of them is the Albie Rich Mm -hmm. and the other one is the Mike Rizzo Mm -hmm. remix. Mm -hmm. And they are both phenomenal and they've been so well produced and they really are for the club and they still hold up to this day. Yeah. Like I'm down for them and the way that they transition for, through song and then through this, and then there's high notes and the back notes. It's really, really strong remixes. I mean, they're nowhere near like, you know, heartbreaker remix right. or yeah. like, you know, dream lover, but they're really solid. Mm-hmm. They're not like resung or anything, but they're still really super good. I mean, there's so much good stuff Mariah has. I know. It's just like buried in the mountain of stuff she has. Yeah. <laughs> Especially glitter. Yeah. But, you know, we have our justice for glitter now, so. Well, hopefully, we can, yeah, the justice for glitter is just getting, like, rummaged yeah. through that pile. And bring some of this stuff out. Yeah. Let it be seen. Let yes. it be heard. Yeah. Okay, so the next song is Twister, mm-hmm. which in the movie, uh, it sort of is... Uh, it's like a thread. It's a thread throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and sort of, like, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we all know what the song is really about was dedicated to Tanya Twist. Mm. 
um, who had um, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Mariah's stylist. Her, yes, her longtime stylist yeah. who did the heartbreaker jeans mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think she did the bandana top? Uh, no. She already did. I think she was dead. Oh. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, yeah, she It seems she like was. that kind of like She definitely was. Thing. I think. I think because I guess I don't know. I'd have to look at dates and everything. But I do remember, um, you know, hearing the lyrics. And they're very, very good. This is a beautiful song. Yeah. And a beautiful dedication to someone who, you know, obviously you know, gave up her life to work for Mariah and mm. help her and was there for her and everything. And, you know, that obviously weighs on Mariah. And she was able to, you know, put it through to the movie because there's still that emotional connection mm-hmm. um, of loss or whatever. But I remember um, hearing about, you know, Tanya Twist and, and the death and everything. And I think it, I could swear it was Vanity Fair magazine had mm. done like an in-depth investigation, if you will, mm-hmm. or like an in-depth, like, you know, review of like what happened. Yeah. And they did like this big write-up on it. And I think it was in Vanity Fair magazine. But here's the thing. I could not find that damn magazine for the life of me. I remember reading it. I, right. The article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, pages and pages long. So what I had to do, because I was getting this damn article. Yeah. I went to the motherfucking library and I stole the magazine from the library because I knew that they would have it. Recently or back then? No, back then, oh. girl. What? Girl, I don't need I no like, damn what? magazine now. I was like, what kind of library has the- 19, 2001 <laughs> Vanity Fair on file? No, girl. <laughs> no, I, I needed it back then and I could not find it mm. on the damn newsstands mm. for some odd reason. I mm-hmm. don't know, but I was like, I need to read this article like right now. Mm-hmm. So I went to the library and, you know, they I'm sure it. no one missed it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so this was sort I'm of I'm sure like, you have an enormous um, late fee. Oh, I'm sure. For the magazine. <laughs> That's I'm why sure. you, and that's why you left Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. They they can't find me now. <laughs> um so here we are. So this it's really interesting. Um I never understood why Mariah sort of bookended the uh soundtrack with Loverboy both versions. I know, right? Because here we have Tr- Twister, which is this sort of haunting, you know, ballad of loss mm. and and things. And then we go right back into Loverboy. Yeah. And I never quite made that connection as to why. Because, I mean, maybe... The only thing that I can think of is, you know, how when Rainbow came out, which was like a year or two prior, she was like, this is the first album of mine where it doesn't end on a sad note. And Uh she was like really happy for it and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, Or, you know, whatever. So maybe she just didn't want to end on like, you know, a a sad note. Mm. So she went back to Loverboy. And there are two versions, the regular version with Cameo and mm. then the remix with, you know, DeBrat and everybody. But we never hear about the Cameo original version. There were videos for both of them, though. I know, but we never hear about... No, we never... We always get the, the DeBrat version. Well, yeah, because it has the rap in it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, shading Jennifer Lopez yes. to the original sample right. of Firecracker. Um, so that's the version we do love because mm-hmm. it's shady as fuck. Yeah. Um, but, but then I always think maybe this was just something new she was trying. Mm. Cause you know, when she sequences her albums, well, not, and not anymore, but like for charm bracelet, she sort of did the same thing. Um, started mm. with through the rain and then ended with the through the rain remix. Like, remix. Yeah. So maybe that was just something like she was just like, Hey, why not? Right. But 
she never explained that. And I'm like, girl, why not? Because you could have easily just started with Loverboy featuring Cameo. Yeah. And then and like ended on, on the remi- or Or ended on the remix. Or just put the remix on, on the, the single, single instead of all the club mixes. True. You know? I don't know. But just she one, did. But I don't know. The, yeah, yeah it but is you didn't odd. need it. You didn't need it in all the different places. Like right, you could have just put it on, you know, the C- CD single, and then like whatever. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that, those are just like crazy thoughts that keep me awake, like theorizing why the fuck Mariah did this. It's like, oh my god. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. What the hell? <laughs> Which came blows, first? <laughs> w- blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she needed filler. Well, that's true too. So should I just throw yeah, the remix on for like an even twelve tracks? Yeah, and why not? It's a great song. I love both versions. So. I know, um, but yeah. So it wouldn't fly this day and age because, like, on digital stuff, it it, it like replays. So you can't have true. like Lover Boy into Lover Boy. Right, right, right. That's true. It would not. It would not fly in these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on on Rainbow, fine because you got Heartbreaker at the top, Heartbreaker in the middle. Remix. Yeah, that's true. It breaks and up, and they're very, very different. Those remixes are very, very different. Right. These Lover Boys are not that different. It's the same. It's the same beat. Yeah. It's just like added, you Rap know, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, through the Through the Rain is very different, though. Yes. So that's why I guess I was never like thinking, why did she do that? Because it is like a whole new song. Yeah. And these thank are, God I found you remix. Yeah. yeah. Very different. Very different, but like the two lover boys are not very different, Mm-mm. not at all. But anyways, don't but, don't stay up at late at night, everyone <laughs> thinking about it because we'll never get the answer. We'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Maybe someone we should ask Mariah when we see her. Why did you put both? Yeah, like what was your theory? She's like, I don't. She's like, I have no fucking clue. What are you talking about? I don't even remember the track listing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that is our quick summary of the album and some yeah. of the great performances. And I'm telling you, this album vocally, overall, yeah, one of her killer, best, yeah. killer, amazing. Well, also let's like do also a quick history of the album. So it came out; it got panned by critics at the time. Mm-hmm. People like the critics hated it, and they were like, "What's she doing? Why does it sound like this? It's so heavily sampled." Blah blah blah. There was a review. A bunch of critics revised it like 10 years later and said, actually, it's really good. It's one of her best albums that she's made and it has a, does have an 80s sound and now we get understand what she was going for. Yeah. So some people like retracted and actually like said, no, this is actually a really solid Mariah Carey album or body of work. Fast forward to 2018, all of a sudden, here it comes, Justice for Glitter. Yeah. Um, it goes to the top of the iTunes chart. It hits number one on iTunes. Unbelievable. 20 years later. Absolutely. Now, that's like unheard of right. for, you know, a living artist. Unheard of also if it is actually a bad album. If it was a bad album, oh, right, right, exactly. it would have been forgotten about. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. But like when you really do listen to this album, it's solid. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's jam-packed it's with really vocals. It's really good. Great production. The, you know, the the mashup of the 80s to the early yeah. 2000s, it's, it's, it's genius. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's amazing. This literally, and I'm not just saying this to say it because like everybody's like, oh, whatever. This was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. And people weren't ready for it. Mm-mm. I guess it just wasn't the right climate of the music industry for this to come out. But like, it still holds up to this day. Yeah, still holds up to this day, and that's proven by the number one on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when this was originally released, originally released, yeah, in the U.S., um, it was like 
it was sort it was disappointing. Right. I think it only sold like 166,000 copies. It debuted at number 7 and yeah. obviously quickly fell off the charts and everything. I think which is going to happen when it's gonna ju- when ha- critics are panning it and judgment is like, well, I'm not going to buy it. And it comes out on September 11th. And, and I don't want to use that as like necessarily the excuse why it was, yeah. you know, not as successful. But that definitely did play into first week sales. Of course. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because those could have easily been doubled. Right. Um, if people weren't in a state of shock and mourning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there there are reasons why it wasn't a number one album. Right. When it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but it, it eventually got there, and it's it's it got its little uh, moment. So we are appreciative of that. Yeah, but um, but it it itself has its own like saga and story. Oh, for sure, within the Mariah world. Oh my gosh, you could only do uh, four podcast episodes about it, no less. Right, <laughs> but I highly doubt any other of Mariah's albums will ever do that again. Oh, probably not. No. For, like, there's no reason for him to do that. No. Glitter was robbed of its it moment. Was. It ru- was. And it finally got its justice. Yeah. And I hope that we are now, I hope that Mariah now is like warmed up to the fans' love of this album. Yeah. And that she gives us a little bit more or like goes back and talks about it a little bit more mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, because it was great. Yeah. And, you know, obviously before we uh, leave this episode, we have to talk about the glitter artwork. Mm. Oh, so good. So good. I loved everything about it. It looked the 80s. Perfect. Yeah. I love all the glittery city in the background. Like it's cheesy. That's what the 80s were. Cheese. It, Cheese it fest. It works perfectly. Yeah. It works so perfectly. And then when you get the actual booklet. Oh, and it's that thick paper. And glossy. Glossy. Oh, like shiny gloss. Like you'd like, like shove it back in the yeah, case. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. It was and so you thick. didn't want to get your fingerprints all over no. it. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's just the colors. There's the pink. There's the purple. There's the blue. It's like. Yeah. And then. <clears throat> they use the thick stock paper on that one. Yes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then the photos on the inside. Oh, so good. Oh, man. First of all, like I was saying, that uh, I Heart New York, that T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was like the best T-shirt ever. It's so 80s. Tanked up with the, Tanked uh, top with the with, safety pins. Yes. Oh, all my over God. It. Please, come on. Yeah. And then. Because it's that trashy, like, ripped, raggedy chic look. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. It was, it was street. so Lower East Side. Yeah, so street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, like, then the in the middle of the booklet, and it has all the lyrics. Yeah. It has all the lyrics, oh. so we love that. Yes, yes, yes. And then they have the one of her, like, sitting, like, you know, um, or laying on the thing in the middle of the book. Yeah. And then at the end, there's, like, there's that cute one of her at the brick wall. Yep. Just everything was so well done. Like, photography. The cover picture is iconic. Oh, it's 100% iconic. The pose with the hands yep. and the hair back. Oh, it's it is glitter. Brilliant. It's it's glitter with I the side have, tank top. I can't have glitter without that. Yeah, like it just it won't won't work. I know it doesn't work. Yeah, that's all I had got to say on it. I know. Like this album is really seriously one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so fun. There's there's the ballads that we love. Yeah, but there's also the, the bops, upbeat, the jams, all the bops. Yeah, as we said, yeah. so many bops that we're fighting about the bops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just such a good album, and I'm happy that Mariah has like now come to terms with it. Yeah, because she does see, and I just hope we get more. Like I said, we must, we must, we absolutely must. The people demand; they really do more glitter. 
And just going back and like taking, you know, however long we took, 10 minutes to go back and talk about just one song. Mm. I mean, we could we could be talking about this all day long, mm-hmm. but we just don't have all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, good stuff. It is good stuff. It really is. So uh, the music to this era was was on point. I just, you know. Actually, now, now I've summed up the Justice for Glitter thing. It's almost like Glitter couldn't catch a break when it was happening. Uh-huh. Even though it was so good. Yeah. And now finally it got some justice. Finally, got, finally. Yeah. People are receptive to it now. Yeah. But they're not... Well, people were in their heads about Mariah back in the day as well. Right. But like you I know. said, what did she do? Nothing. She no, was. No, no, she became not. successful. Yeah. That's a problem to people, apparently. Uh, yeah. As we see. Yeah. But anyways, Glitter is there. I hope we get more of it. I love that she's been doing some Loverboy performances. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll talk about like all these, you know, moments in episode four where we we will talk about the actual movie. Yep. I know we like discussed it here, but you know. And and watch along first. Yes. Watch it. Listen to our watch along. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna talk about the movie and also like the aftermath of it all. Mm-hmm. Where the glitter era ended and like what happened. Yeah, just sort of like a overall a review of uh, you know, how she pulled herself up. Yeah. Uh, so that will be next week's episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Glitter is hands down uh, a true gem in Mariah's discography. Right. I can't, I can't say anything else about it. I was reading um, on the Wikipedia page and they were just mentioning how it became a cult classic. And I was like, that's cool that you made a cult cl- classic. Right? That's Who not easy that? either. That's not easy. Who can like, be the biggest, the biggest yeah. like, f- performer, singer of all time that the world, she's known worldwide, yeah. biggest selling. You have the best of the best highs. Mm-hmm. And then you, even your lows yeah. are like classic cult classics. Right. Like, like it goes into on. its own genre. Right. A separate like, genre. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, not everybody can do that. Right. It's amazing. Glitter is amazing. And I'm... Just, and like, a, yeah, cult classic means like it gets its own following. Right. It's a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. And I love it. Uh, how do you do that? She did uh, somehow. She did. Oh, it <laughs> takes a genius. Yeah. It takes a genius. <laughs> All right. So we will wrap up this episode and we will be back next week for you guys. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye.